Listener discretion advised, this episode contains a lot of spoilers in our spoiler section and a lot of rambling because sisters. Hi, I'm Haley, author of the book blog Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis. Happy Friday, Lit Sisters. Happy Friday, and we are coming at you from my newly refurbished, created front porch. So basically, Haley's husband was home on quarantine leave because he left the state um, in the beginning of June. He's fine. Um, but in his free time, he took this like little, like almost, it's almost like a little like enclave area of your house in the front. That's not really like a open porch. It's like covered. And he added like, so like, like beams and spindles and like a netting. So it can be this like closed in area that's still technically outside, but there's no bugs. And it's super awesome. So we're recording here today because it's kind of the new hangout. Yeah, we have been living out here and uh, thought, hey, it's a great place to escape. I mean, enjoy <laughs> the outdoors and be away from those we love. Yeah. So everybody else is in the house right now. And we're just chilling out here because. Well, we, and my dog. Yeah. And the dog. Because it's time. It's the girl time. Girl's time. Yeah. Um, so now we're coming at to you guys from technically the Litsis nurse. <laughs> coming to the Litsis nurse from outdoors, which is not the first time we've recorded outdoors, but we're not walking. So mm-hmm. we're just and chilling. My dog's a sister too, so it's the sisters recording all together. That's true. Your dog <laughs> is a sister because you consider her your child. Um, that is correct. So that's where we are today. I am so excited for today because. Uh, We have not done one of these in a while. We have not done a specific book review episode Mm -hmm. in, it feels like, forever. And sorry, our friend Sarah, spoiler, we usually talk about the books that um, we are reading for our book club all together. But we thought it'd be fun to do a Lenses episode, so we can still talk about it. We'll still talk about it, Sarah. No worries. We're going we're gonna to talk about it for all the world to hear as well. Mm-hmm. So, and the interesting thing is, Haley and I have not really discussed this book at all. No, we, not at we've all. We've said our ratings to each other, yep. but she didn't say anything to me before I read it, and I just finished it last night, and I did not tell her what anything that I thought. So, mm-hmm. like per usual, when we have a book review episode, we're going to have this spoil-free section that's just kind of discussing... What we thought of, like, the writing, the overall feel of the book, like, what we really thought of it. And then we'll go to an ad, and when we come back, it will be the spoiler section where we'll talk more in depth for those who have read it. Or if you don't want to read it, but you just want to hear what we have to say about some of the things that we thought are more spoilery that are really good as well. And I think it would be helpful, too, if maybe um, we can say where we will pick up non-spoiler. Unless you want to just finish out the episode spoiler. We might just have to finish. Well, if if you're listening and you're like, I don't want to listen to the spoiler section, like, go to, like, the last two minutes of the episode, or maybe the last minute of the episode, and we'll be talking about what books we're reading at that point. Yeah, so. that sounds great. Maybe five minutes. We'll see. Well, just, just go to just one go minute for us to be safe. And then slowly and then back your way back. You guys are, you guys can do this. You're, you're independent people. 
If it sounds like we're saying stuff, that was crazy, and then skip it. Skip it. Go forward. There's that skip, like, forward 15-second mm-hmm. button for a reason. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a book we've been talking about today, which you have seen in the title, is Home Before Dark by Riley Sager, or Sager. I don't know how people I, like I to say like it. I feel like it's Sager. I don't want to say Sager, but I feel like I've ever heard other people say Sager. You know, I think... What if it's Sager? Sager. Sager. Sager? Sager. The English language is annoying. Sager. Sager. What if it's like Sager, but it's just spelled wrong? Um, I I think Riley Sager makes the most sense. I think so, too. But but I definitely have heard Sager. Anyway, I've heard both. Home Before Dark. This is his fourth novel. Yeah, it's his fourth. Fourth summer in a row as well, I think. Or at least he took a year off. Let me think. Maybe in between Final Girls and Last Time I Lied. Final Girls came out in 2016. 2016, 2017, 2018. Yeah, no, he took a year off. Yeah, for sure. He took a year off, and I I think this is, well, I think we can say. I think this is one of my favorites he's ever written. Oh, I agree. So, well, we've discussed this book, his other book before, but Lock Every Door was the third book that Riley Sager wrote. And I remember we did do a book review episode, or at least we discussed it a little bit. And we both were like, yeah, this isn't the best Riley Sager. Like, I think he definitely did better with Last Time I Lied. And honestly, and and Final Girls. And honestly, when I was getting into, well, I knew this was going to be a good book because Haley read it before me. But when we first were going to start reading, I was like, man, I really hope this one's good. I hope Riley Sager didn't have two good books. And And then then now he's going to just do like bad books. And so I think it's really encouraging to know that, like, Lock Every Door is just kind of the anomaly, and he is just really good at storytelling. Well, the thing is with Lock Every Door, it's... It's not bad. It's not bad. It's got a very interesting twist, but it seems like... The thing with Lock Every Door is, like, he takes you on all these different twists and turns and different hallways, and then you end up in one of the rooms... And you think, oh, surely he's going to leave me out of this room like he's done with other ones down another hallway to another room as a potential, you know what I'm saying? By room, she means like twist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, But we like stayed in that room and he was like, nope, this is the dead end. This is the end. And normally Riley Sager (laughs) keeps you guessing until the very last second. So I I think that was what was disappointing with lock every door was like man this is just it i even liked some of his other rooms better before he was like nope yeah. i'm gonna leave this room and i was like oh but that one was so pretty I or know. that one was such a good that was such a good idea and I then know. it took me to this other room and i was like oh it's just not my style yeah i agree with that but we're not here to talk about lock every door we've done that before we're here to talk about home before, before dark, dark which yes. came out in june Haley, i think it i don't even know if it's come out yet maybe it comes out in july Oh, no, I think it comes out in June. I think it comes out at the end of end June. End of June. So it might not be out yet. But thanks to Book of the Month, we were able to get a copy. And anytime, seriously, with Book of the Month that I... I just posted about Book of the Month as well. Um, you guys really need to check them out if you haven't already. Um, but the thing about Book of the Month is I love that they give you hardcover, new releases, and or early releases. Mm-hmm. And so there was like... Like that guest list book we talked about. Yeah, is it still not out yet? Yeah, because I think they keep pushing the release date. Oh my! So it's like we read that in like like February or March. No, March, April. What? It was a while back. Mm -hmm. But it's like I just love how we're able to get our hands on these books early without necessarily being an ARC or an ARC, as people Mm -hmm. like to say. Um, 
or even just having to contact publishers or anything like that. Like they are really, really good at highlighting new releases with like up and coming authors or just like consistent authors you can trust. And they just have such a good eye. They like know what they're talking about. They have a good variety. Um, yeah, seriously. So when I saw, like we already knew that when this book was coming out, we were like, we have to get this book, obviously. We need to read it. And then when I saw it was the uh, June, one of the June selections, I was like so tempted to be like, I'm not even going to read about any of the other ones. I'm just going to pick this one and be done. Mm-hmm. Which I did still read about the other ones, but I for you sure just still picked it. I was like, yeah, it's going to be done. I'm still going to pick this as one. Because as, it's like, as soon as I see it, it's like, that's what I wanted. I've been waiting for this to come out. Sold. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love that they are so on the trend with stuff like that. I really wonder how, how... I would love to know. I would love for Book of the Month to give the stats on... What, per, what percentage of Book of the Month readers chose... Which book? Which book. Because like, you can obviously do, obviously do add-ons about who chose which for their actual book. Yeah, because um, I think that would show how... I guess where, like, the, where the trend is going, yeah. like what people are being drawn to. And I think that probably helps them with their future picks yeah. in the months to It makes me just well. wonder, because like, obviously they had every one of Riley Sager's books available as Book of the Month, I'm pretty sure. Have they? I think so. Maybe not. But, I mean, they've, they've definitely done Final Girls. They definitely did Last Time I Lied. Okay. I got my Last Time I Lied from a Barnes & Noble. Actually, I just don't remember. Anyway, but I know they've had at least one yeah. Riley Sager up there before. And so they must obviously know based on demographics. Hey, like, this is hey, a good this repeat good. author. And they even say, like, repeat author. Or, like, yeah. this is the second or third time we've used this author. This mm-hmm. is, you know, whatever. And just kind of, like, helps you realize, like, oh, this is... It's probably going to be a good book. Yeah, it's going to... You got you, you should be able to trust this. Okay. So moving into actually discussing Home Before Dark. So the synopsis is... Do you want to talk about it? Um, sure. So the synopsis is this girl... Um, I actually don't really know what the synopsis says, so I'm just going to kind of give like a general idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the actual synopsis is. If says. you want a synopsis, you can go to brookenbinding.wordpress.com because I've already posted about what? Home Before Dark on my blog. You Pause this podcast right now. Go pull it to brookenmining.wordpress.com, pull it up, read the synopsis. Come back to us. And then come back to us. Um, but basically, it's about this girl who, when she was five, lived in this place called Bainberry Hall with her parents. And they lived there for 20 days because they fled in the middle of the night after their 20th night there. And her father, who was a writer, wrote a book about their times there called House of Horrors. Uh, just chron- chronicling all of the crazy things that happened at the house, claiming it was haunted. It made her family super rich, well, like her dad super rich, but then she inherited. Um, and it became super famous and popular, and um, there became like a cult following. Mm-hmm. And she always thought of it, she just saw it as like ruining her life because that's all anyone ever thought of her from was the House of Horrors. Um, and she just, like, did not remember any of the scary stuff at all when people would ask her. She's like, I have no memory of it actually happening. Like, I was really young. Um, and they're like, really? Even all those things that you did? Like, you don't remember those things happening? And she's like, yeah, like, no, I, I really don't. Like, I, and she personally just doesn't believe that any of it is true. Mm-hmm. And so... Because in the book, it's like, it's like a creepy, supernatural... Yeah, it's like ghosts. Haunted house kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like ghosts and eerie stuff happening throughout the house and, and whatnot. Yeah. And so that's why people are like so enamored by her and her experience. And like her dad 
always saying, like, I, like it's true, I wouldn't lie about this, mm-hmm. and her whole life really going through and questioning her parents because they just never openly talked about things. So she was like, I do not believe that this is true. Like, how could this actually, then what actually happened? Why did we actually leave? And then eventually you find out, but she, for the longest time, did not know why. Mm-hmm. And so when her father dies, she actually finds out she inherited Bainberry Hall. They never sold it. And so she goes back because she's like an interior designer and housekeeper kind of person. Her name is Maggie. And she decides that she's going to find out the truth for, for real what happened the night that they let Bainberry Hall and whether any of the things her dad said were true or not. And it was such a good book. So, like, it would – every other chapter was a chapter from her dad's book, House of Horrors, and then a chapter from Maggie's experiences in Bainberry Hall. and Like I, her current experience, Like the current experiences. Yeah. And I just have to say, some books, one, like, I recently read a book where it was, like, uh, these two girls, like, one in the past, one in, like, six months in the future, both having kind of similar experiences in the same area. And I was like, this is confusing as heck. I don't remember which person is which. And so sometimes, normally, when, like, there's alternating timelines that are parallel to each other, I can get kind of annoyed with it. However, this time, with her, her dad would write something in the book something that creepy or weird that would happen on in the house and then maybe the chapter before or chapter after maggie in real time was experiencing the same thing it was like parallel parallel things and so it was like crap is this place really actually haunted Mm -hmm. um and like it was genuinely really creepy and so i or there were times where like there was one time in particular where you're like oh i know exactly what's gonna happen because i just read it in the house of horrors book and it completely was different it didn't parallel it Mm -hmm. and so that kind of a shock just sends waves of like I don't know creepiness through you I it was a creepy book yeah it was super creepy I loved it though I think I I I was a little apprehensive at first when I saw that it was a book within a book because there's only one author I can really trust with that and that's Anthony Horowitz he does that so well like that trope is so hard to do and and he does it perfectly kills it so when I saw that I was like not sure how I feel about this but the more I read it the more the house of horrors started feeling like the real story I know I had to remind myself that house of horrors was not the like 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 wasn't the current thing that was happening it's not like I was like this can't be real no you're like oh that makes so much sense and that's why this is connected Uh and you like you're taking all as truth and then you get to Maggie's stuff you're like wait a second no, wait. In the book, it said yeah. this. Hold up. <laughs> wait a minute. It just, it's just so interesting the way that he was able to... Riley, the author. Riley. I'm just the first name author talker. Yeah. Um, he, he, you are on first name basis with some authors. I am. And uh, anyway, but the way that he was able to fool you, I mm-hmm. guess, and make you like fully commit to the house of horrors book mm-hmm. it was such a feat i it loved was. it i literally there was one part in the house of horrors i'm just gonna say this one thing and you're gonna know bells yeah that part i was like oh my gosh crazy and i had to <laughs> remind myself that it wasn't happening like yeah because like it it is like like I, I, what I like about Riley, sorry, that was a weird long pause. Me like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> what I like about Riley Sager is I feel like in the book he was like, man, how? Because Riley Sager never writes anything that's like not actually realistic. Mm-hmm. So he writes these like horror things that are real. 
So, like, I was like, this is obviously not being haunted. Like, this house is not actually being haunted. And I was like, but I feel like he wrote the book like this to have, like, the part of House of Horse, like, to just show off that he could write about a haunted house if he wanted to. <laughs> like, he doesn't have to write about things. He could write about ghosts if he wants to. He's like, to. let me show you how good I am at writing this creepy stuff, but also then let me write it the way that I would normally write yeah. it and, like, show you, like, kind of unravel it all. Mm-hmm. Like, let me, like, let you believe that there's, like, actual ghosts happening, but then let me also show you how it's not ghosts and how, like, it's actually happening. Double-sided coin. Well, okay. This, I will say this. So, so I kind of think we have been hinting that he is more of a realistic author. So the house isn't necessarily haunted, but there is some creepy stuff that happens. There's creepy things. But, like, I got to the point where I was, like, disappointed of, like, what? That it's not haunted. It's not a ghost. I know. Me too. I was like, <laughs> Because, uh, like I said, you get, fall in love so much with the House of Horrors book where it's like, oh, surely that's the truth. Like, mm-hmm. you know. And, I, and I, yeah. I would say, too, really quick, with that, I am, since we're kind of talking about his writing style, I am so used to, we just said this in my review, that extra little turn of the knife. Mm-hmm. I always picture the girl on the train with the corkscrew. Yeah. That last, <laughs> let's yep. go one more. Like, that's, that's going to get you. I, I think I was waiting for one more thing at the very, very end, which I was wanting at end of lock every door. And he, for like, let me just say, for the end of this book, he gives you twists pretty close to the end. Like, you're mm-hmm. still figuring stuff out pretty close to the end. Lock every door was like the last 50 pages. There was no more twisting. Yeah. So that was The last time I lied was like, the twist was like in the last like sentence. And I think it's because I loved yeah, last, the last time so I lied, good. I think is still my favorite of his. didn't have a twist at the super very end. Yeah. But I think last time I lied is my favorite of his because it was like that last, like, <laughs> that last I that twist. Again. I know, me too. So good. Um, so I was like, I always hold out. I'm like, Riley, you're my guy. You're my last twister person. Like, I was actually still waiting for that to happen, but it doesn't really. And so mm. that was kind of a bummer, but also, like, I didn't hold him to it. Like, he doesn't want to be predictable where every book his ending is going to always be the same. Because I think I talked about earlier where there was a book earlier this year Oh, the holdout that we read, mm. Graham mm-hmm. Moore, I think mm-hmm. is the author's name, um, where there was one of those last final twists of the knife, and I was like, that just doesn't work here. Mm-mm. Like, that didn't really work. Yeah, what was already being explained made sense, made and then sense. it was like, like the last page, someone was like, actually, everything that you just learned is false. And it was like, wait a second, what? But it wasn't like, and I think I like with Riley, with that extra little twist is, it keeps with the same narrative like it mm-hmm. makes sense like it, it actually like makes things work out way more mm-hmm. like it just you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it like explains things way better and and i think i was hoping for maybe at the very end like and a little twinkle of the bell went off mm-hmm. or something like that where it was like maybe like leave me that little bit of hint at the end kind but, of like uh just just because i think there was an explanation for why. So, like, there was an explanation for why Maggie in real time was experiencing some weird things. Yeah. But, it ha- like, the explanation was, like, one sentence. Yeah, it was. I was hoping for more. Yeah, I was hoping for more, too, because I was like, wait, does this one sentence mean for everything? Yeah. It was just this? Yeah, I because thought that, too. Why? Why would that? why would that happen? That was my one, like, thing that I didn't like was, like, man, like... It felt like the explanation was brief. Like, it didn't feel like the explanation of everything of how it all unfolded or how things were happening was given due, like their due you know yeah like it I was think it needed like, more explanation yeah it just was summed up it just needed a little bit more it was like 
It was like give me like a paragraph. Yeah, it was just like oh, it was all of this was happening because of blah. That's it. Like and then it, and then it was like and then it just moved on. Like I had to literally reread it and be like, is this really just it? Mm-hmm. That would probably be my only like criticism. Yeah, I, I feel like that was about that. That was one of my yeah. That was probably the biggest thing for me. Mm-hmm. I I didn't feel very right. But there was one thing in the book which maybe we'll talk about during the spoilers, mm-hmm. but it has to do with the how. That mm. creeped the crap oh, out of me. I think I know what you're talking oh, about. My Are you talking word. about? <laughs> Is that? <laughs> I just mimed it to her, and then the yes, yeah, creepy, that scared so creepy. Me. Okay, that we'll talk about it in the spoiler section. Um, I just want to say this briefly too about Riley Sager's books. I think we've had some issues with thrillers lately. We have, and this was going to even be a litsis topic of like an episode. It's just how we've been feeling about thrillers. Yeah. We, I don't know. We might do that another time, but currently, this thriller was great. Yeah. But I think I, picked, I think I pinpointed something really important that Riley Sager does that other thriller authors don't do. Is that why they kind of let us down where he usually does not? Yes. What and I don't think it's something that you normally think about. Okay. Every character in Riley Sager's books has something to do with what's happening. Yeah, they're all somehow They're connected. all somehow connected. And, like, it might be, like, because that's why you think for your second, oh, my gosh, it's actually this person that did it. Yeah. No, they're just involved with this tiny piece. Yeah. Oh, it's actually this person. No, they're actually involved with this tiny piece. So it's instead of Riley Sater's books being, like, everything that's happening is responsible for one person. Yeah. The big thing that happens is responsible for one person, but all the tiny, smaller things. Other people are connected other people are in other ways. Connected but then think about with. this. That makes me think of the guest list. No, no, no. I was just going to bring okay, that up. Okay, okay, good. I was going to bring up the guest list. I think the guest list does not do that. Really? The guest- oh, because everyone's tied around one person. Not everyone has their own individual things. No, or- what I was going to say is the guest list does a good job of tying in all of the five viewpoints that you get. But you're introduced by name to other characters. Oh, that's true. That don't have anything to do with it. Oh, true. And I think that's the issue, is when you introduce characters by a name, you give them a name, they should have a better purpose. Yeah. And if they are introduced by name and they actually don't have anything to do with the greater purpose, you don't... It, I think it's a subconscious feeling of, oh, it doesn't feel as put together, but like this book, literally any character that has a name... Every character that you run into. Run into is connected somehow to the mm-hmm. story. It's Connect. not just, like, a filler character. Yeah, not a filler character. Not even, like, a barista that, like... Yeah. Oh, the girl's name was Sally, and she mm-hmm. handed me my coffee. Nothing like that. It's, like, every single person. Every single person. If you... Because if you want a character to have significance, you give them a name. I didn't if they're not supposed that. to have significance, don't give them a name, because otherwise they're going to stick in people's heads. Yeah. Where'd that Sally girl go? Yeah. She was just the barista. No, she was just What was the point of her? There wasn't. If the barista is supposed to have a greater purpose briefly mention that you notice her name is Sally mm-hmm. and then have someone be like yeah I dated this girl named Sarah but she went missing or something and then realize Sally is a nickname of Sarah for people who don't know and then be like oh my gosh there was this girl named Sally what if that's the same yeah yeah you know stuff like that's interesting yeah that, that's well, interesting I've not even thought about how Riley does that because where everyone is I bet you Anthony does the same I think he thing. does I think he does hmm. or, like I, I honestly think he does. And so I, like, look for that in your thrillers because I noticed that, and we'll talk about it more in the spoiler section, Yeah. but I noticed that of, like, literally every single character had a purpose in the story and nobody, yeah. nobody was just there just No one to was exist. overlooked. Like, you mm-hmm. can't just 
you can't just write off a character. They're going to come back and bite you in the booty because mm-hmm. they've and, got something and, to do with and it. The, and that's the, that's the best part of a book is like, you're like, oh yeah, this character is briefly mentioned on page 48 and then all of a sudden they're back on page 379 and you're like, oh my gosh, they're actually part of this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So that's my personal I love theory. That. That's awesome. No, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, I would say, okay, so you talk about his writing, talked about the synopsis of the book. Let's talk about our ratings. Yeah. Before did, we go into what a spoiler. Did you, what did you read it? I gave it a five out of five. I was kind of like, because of that element that we just briefly mentioned about the explanation, mm-hmm. I have felt myself feel a little bit of like, should, should I? Not like a full on five. Like I felt like a little pulled back from a five, but I am, I'm a full star person. So I can't be like 4.85 yeah. out of five. It's like, like it's in that. your five, but it's like a lower five. Yeah, I think it's I think it's because I was waiting for that last little twist, but also the thing the way things were explained wasn't like let me just let me just show you all my cards and here it all is straight up mm-hmm. just written out for you. It was like mm-hmm. little piece here, little piece there. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, obviously. Everything mm-hmm. is revealed at the end. But it I think that was like a part of me where I was like, Oh, I kinda wish it would have been like here it is versus like mm-hmm. it's, dropped here and there because yeah, then it was yeah. like I had to piece together everything myself I know. does that make sense there was even a point where like I was thinking about the music element mm-hmm. and I was like so did that one thing did, did that one explanation account for that too in the in the modern day yeah 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 because yeah. like, if so that's creepy as heck yeah I know I was like what what the why there's so yeah there's so there's many so supernatural many different... quote-unquote supernatural things that happen that was what we're referencing. Yeah. And when they occur, it feels like... Like, how could this actually how be could, happening yeah, outside how could, of it being... Yeah. Exactly. Ghost? Yeah, exactly. But it does, somehow. And like we said, I think like, they just wanted more explanation. But I'm still giving it a five because it was overall it was awesome. I read majority of it yesterday. Mm-hmm. I read, like, I, I 200 like, and mm-hmm. I think I, I would say I read the book in two big chunk sittings mm-hmm. but like majority of it was in these two chunk cities but then here and there it was like a little bit yeah 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 but yeah when you are able to really dive in and take it all in at once it just is like whoa like you just mm-hmm. it's really yummy so what'd you get I gave it also five out of five stars I feel like we both are pretty similar on this of like I just thought it was a really well written book um like I said like I just all the characters had a purpose in the story it didn't seem like anybody was overlooked and it didn't seem like anybody was randomly dropped in Mm -hmm. like I felt like everybody had um a good introduction and a good reason for being there and then it made sense when things happened um and I don't know I just like I really really liked it it really felt like a classic thriller um I wish that there had been more explanation for the the modern day stuff yeah um, the ending was also slightly rushed, but, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I appreciated that there was, like, a good epilogue where, like, it really felt like Maggie was talking to you. It honestly reminded me of, like, at the end of a Nancy Drew game when, like, Nancy's yeah. wrapping up everything. Yeah. Dear Ned. Yeah, dear Ned. <laughs> this is what happened to this person. Yeah. And, like, and I, I actually... I can't believe I found the diamond. <laughs> I love it. Um, and so, honestly, that's how I felt with the epilogue. So, I actually ended up getting more satisfied with that, with the epilogue versus if the ending had just ended as it did Mm -hmm. and so yeah I just gave it five out of five it was really good I we had watched some tv last night um we like watched a movie and then um 
my fiance knew that I wanted to finish the book yesterday so we could record for today. But I was like, you know, I can just finish it in the morning. And he was like, no, like, you can read it. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Were you okay reading it at nighttime? Because it's so creepy. I know, but he was, like, right there. So yeah, I was yeah. just, like, chilling. And like, and it was it was not, like, a creepy explanation in the end of it. No, no, no. Like, the yeah, end of it. I was waiting for one little bit of, like, I know. I was waiting for some creep. I know. But it was, I mean, it was still really good and creepy throughout. But yeah, definitely a spectacular book. So I just thought of a character. That could mess with your plan. Oh no! Who's the character? Her business partner. Mm, that's fair, but for the people in the town. For the people in the town that she interacts with, they all have a purpose yeah. in the story. Anyone, anyone who's surrounding the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see what you mean about that. Though. Okay, so before we cut to the ad, why don't we like maybe rank the Riley Sager books so far that we like and how this one kind of fits in and then we'll do a spoiler section okay our rankings are gonna be different i know that already yeah i know so i know you're number one i'm pretty sure what's my number one no you go okay so my number four i'll go backwards okay is uh lock every door yes and is it same for you well i will tell you okay fine my number three is home before dark oh Perfect. I know. I know what you're gonna do. My number two <laughs> is Last Time I Lied, and my number one is Final Girls. I know your number one's Final. Because Girl. Final Girls literally so this, this twist made me want to like puke. It was <laughs> so, so good, so unexpected. Yeah. You know a twist is good if it makes you want to puke. Yeah, you know. My ranking is. I think I know what your ranking is now. Four, lock every door. Three. I don't know, three and two. My number one is Last Time I Lied. Yeah. So then, I don't know if I want to do Home Before Dark or Final Girls as number two or number three. You have to decide. Make a snap decision. Final Girls two, Home Before Dark three. Just but because the just Home Before Dark didn't have the good explanation. That last... Final Girls is... If the, it had that one last little thing, oh it man. would be oh up final, there with Last Time I Can I reread Lied. Final Girls in July? Because yes. It's so good. Add on top of the other, like, 13 books. I know, I have so many. All right, well, now we'll go to a break, and we'll come back to you with a spoiler section. Is Litsis not fulfilling your weekly book-related needs? <gasps> I know. How dare you? So sad. If you're like Haley and I, then you love books, which means you love to read. And then sometimes podcasts are great, but it's not as great as reading. And if you want to be on the in with the people who you're listening to, a.k.a. us, us. you can reference our bookstagrams. At Maddie Reads a Lot is mine. And at Brooke and Binding is mine. Or if you really want to know in-depth reviews, you can go to Haley's WordPress, which is brookeandbinding.wordpress.com. Where I reference all the books that I personally read or talk about, my rating, the synopsis of the book, and why I gave it the stars that I did. But if you like to read but not that much, you can go to Maddie Reads a Lot, where I write one little sentence about the book that I read and a small rating. And also keep enjoying Lit Sis. Yes, and share Lit Sis, share our bookstagrams, and just share the book love. Okay, spoilers. Here we are. Woohoo! We love spoiler sections. So is there any specific spoiler that you really, really want to talk about while we're we're in well, this? Well, I feel like just in general the ending. Yeah. I just wanna say I feel like Riley missed out on a prime opportunity for a great twist oh really well here's the thing i i liked his initial twist 
What initial twist? Okay, so since this is a spoiler section, we can just do it. So the initial twist that Riley did was, so we didn't talk about this at all in the non-spoiler section, but one of the biggest things that you find out in the book is that the same night that his family leaves, Mm -hmm. a A young girl goes missing. I completely forgot about this whole aspect of the book. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? It's the part that I thought about the whole time. No, I loved it, but I... You just forget about it. It's because it's not in the synopsis. Yeah, keep going. So... So this young girl, she's like 16 years old, goes missing the same night that they leave. Yeah. And apparently, like, Maggie just wasn't aware that that was the same night because she finds out when she's there again. And she's, like, shocked. She's like, whoa. And one of the other people is like, I think they're connected. And she's like, wait, do you mean, like, we left because? And And they're like, I don't know if it's because, but I think there's, like, some sort of a connection with them. Um like and so that part is just just that fact is just kind of weird and like i definitely was like waiting for like so what happens is there's a parallel we're just gonna tell you the book yeah there's a parallel in the in the his book where like the ceiling falls open and out come some snakes creepy super creepy red bellies yes red belly snakes i love the part too really thick when you when the snake is a part of the painting Painting? oh i know so there's this painting of a girl who had died the house, the house is supposed to be haunted by, like, three different ghosts that mm-hmm. have, have died. died in the house. And there's, apparently there's, like, a history of girls dying. By their fathers. By their fathers. Like, their fathers killing their daughters. Mm-hmm. But they, like, black out. They don't realize that they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's in the House of Horrors. This yeah. isn't actually this true. This is not the... Yeah, this is not in Maggie's yeah. real life. And so when he sees those world. red bellies, he ends up going to... And he finds out he can communicate with one of the ghosts oh, via word, the yes. bells, which is so cool. It's Again, like, because the house fake. is huge. The house is huge, so it's got, like, those servants' bells per room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, it's in the kitchen, it's, like, you ding them. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that person needs something. And so he sets up, like, a quote-unquote Ouija board with, with the bells. And so a bell. Yeah, so then it's, like, all lined up. And then he communicates with a ghost with the bells. Uh-huh. It's so, it's so clever. But he finds these snakes, and apparently the the spirit that's forcing these dads to kill their daughters is actually the spirit of the daughter that was first killed by her dad because mm-hmm. she's holding a snake and that's like the sign yeah. that she's actually the bad ghost whatever is so fake so good though. but the parallel that happens in real life is that the ceiling opens up and maggie's literally like i know it's gonna happen i know it's gonna be snakes because everything keeps parallel being parallel but instead out falls this like sack of like a sack bag a knapsack whatever and in it are human bones. Mm-hmm. And at first I'm like, oh, it's got to be like the bones of like one of the girls that had died. Yeah. Because she's like, I know it's I know it's Petra. That's the girl that went missing. She's like, I know it's Petra. I'm like, okay, you're so certain it's not going to be Petra. And it is. Like it's, they find, the, it's the 16-year-old, it's a 16-year-old girl that, girl girl that went missing night. the same night. And like they prove that it is her. So, and so like she's just like, oh my gosh, my family had something to do with this. She's freaking out. And she's like, oh my gosh, my dad. Someone's theorizing that like, her and her dad had like some sort of relationship she had some sort of boyfriend thing her younger sister said and so she's like fully just being like i want to be sure my dad's innocence but i can't and then the big twist that riley pulls which i think could have been such a good twist if he had stuck with it. i was so happy with the secondary twist but this would have been a good he can't ever do this again what the twist that i'm about to say don't say the twist is that maggie the main character was being babysat by Petra for her parents so they could go out on a night out by themselves. And when they come back, Petra is dead on the, the bottom oh, of the yeah, stairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, and Maggie And Maggie her. had pushed her oh, and killed her. Oh, yeah. You think Maggie should have just killed her? I, I think Maggie should have just... I feel because like... Because what happens later, the secondary twist Maggie's talking about is later you find out that 
Um, and this is the creepy twist that you're talking about. Yeah, Maggie didn't actually Ma- kill her. You find out that Maggie didn't actually kill her. Somebody else had been in the house. And pushed, and pushed the pushed daughter. Her because pushed they, her down, yeah. Because they had gotten in a creepy, sneaky way. Mm. And they were, like, arguing Petra and the other person. And the other person pushed Petra down the stairs. Yeah. And then left. And so Maggie was like, oh, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. But she had, like, a scratch on her face from the other person, not... Petra. Yeah. And so her parents were like, oh my, oh my gosh, gosh, Maggie, Maggie did her. do it. Because there's yeah. nobody else there that they saw. And so they're like, Maggie did do it. And so then they... There's like, like a secret passageway in the house, which mm-hmm. is super creepy of how like, of how these people are getting in and out of the house without anyone knowing. This is, and this is the creepy thing you were talking about. Yeah, where it's the creepy like, thing I was talking about. Do you want to explain what it is? Sure. So... There is a secret passageway, like, from the garden area, like, hidden behind these vines. And it goes up within the house. And then, which they never explain, like, the tap, tap, tapping. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Well, they said it was pipes. Yeah, well, that was... That was in the book. I know. Anyway, so they go up these stairs and... Oh, could have been walking up the stairs. Yeah. When Maggie was a little girl... When Maggie was a little girl, for real, for real... In the for real story. For, yeah, in for real life. She said she had these friends that were in the house with her that would creep out of her, um, they called it an armoire, but mm-hmm. it's essentially like a wardrobe, wardrobe closet. Also, it never explained the little girl. They only explained Mr. Shadow and Miss Pennyface. You ever realize yeah, that? Yeah, that's true. Two or three of the ghosts. Yeah, but we don't know if she had... Three, did she for real? In she the did. Real she story said that they. Were, I don't know if she said for for real in the real story. So it could have just been two in the real story. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. We're just going back and forth. It opens um the armoire and it like opens up to Maggie's in Maggie's room. So the armoire so, is connected to the, to the secret passageway. Like that's how you get in and out is through this little girl's armoire. And so she will say like Mr. Shadow is in my clo- in my closet or whatever. And she's like five. So yeah, she's like just peeking like... the head peeking her head out and saying you're going to die here and then mm-hmm. like leaving or or like someone was, you know, she felt someone standing at the foot of her bed and like staring mm-hmm. at her and she had names for all of her ghosts. Anyway, you find out it's like real people. Yeah, real actual humans. Real actual humans doing this, not like imaginary ghosts which her parents are like Oh my gosh, she has imaginary friends. We need to like take her to a psychiatrist. Oh, and, and her dad made up all this stuff because they thought she had killed Petra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she literally had said something like, "Oh, did Miss Pennyface scare us away?" Which literally, as they were leaving, and so yeah. her dad was like, "Oh, perfect. I can use her imaginary ghost friends. Her imaginary ghost friends are going to be the excuse, the, the excuse for us for to us leave leaving. the house." Yeah. Because they were trying to cover up Petra's death. Mm-hmm. Which they ended up putting her in the floor. But anyway, so someone real life creeps through the armoire. And that's the person who ends up killing Petra, not Maggie. Mm-hmm. That's where that was going. And it, yeah. So, yeah. And then when the parents come back, they find Petra. And they, they and the other hide the body. Gone. Yeah, the other person's gone. They never know about the secret passageway, I don't think. Um, the They decide, okay, we have to do something. They don't want Maggie to be seen as a killer because they think she killed the Petra. So then they take Petra away, just like dispose of her body. And then later the dad comes back and puts her in the house. Mm-hmm. And that's why they've never sold the house. Yeah. And the dad would come back every single year on the day that Petra died and the day they left to pay his respects to Petra. Yeah. And he like wrote out a letter to Maggie explaining, explaining everything. everything, being like, if you're reading this, it means that we failed you and now you know the truth and stuff like that. But so, so you know. this, but the, I would say the part of that twist that was kind of like, 
I didn't like that much. Of her being the killer? No. Of the using the armoire and like falling down the stairs. It's like the same thing happens to Maggie. See, in the I, real life See, story. I actually didn't mind that. Really? Yeah. I didn't mind that because there are so many parallels. Yeah, it makes sense. It just, but it was like real life paralleled real life, not real life parallel. Make, made up. Yeah, that's book. true. That's true. But yeah, in the real world, Maggie does fall. And then the per- she Someone finds- is trying to kill her as well. Mm-hmm, and pushes they her know, down the stairs. Because they know that she knows the truth. Yeah. But then there is, I guess, a bit of the quote-unquote spirits you know yeah moment. there is kind of a spiritual moment where she thinks she sees petra yeah the ghost of petra the ghost of petra but anyway it was interesting it, i loved the twist about the pie yeah oh man that was so good uh, well i didn't i automatically never trusted the one lady yeah i didn't trust her her name is marta she lived in the house before and her Husband, husband and daughter and died. daughter died because of the father daughter thing, which isn't true. But her husband had just killed their daughter and killed himself. Yeah, and so she would come and creep into the room at night and watch Maggie because it reminded her of her own daughter. Yeah, and then she and Petra got in a little squaggle because Petra was like, "What the frick are you doing in here?" Yeah, and then she had pushed her, and so but Marta like owns a bakery now, and Bane berries, which are around the hall. Are poisonous. Are poisonous. And so she had made a, a, like a pie, a berry pie, with bane berries. And, and gave, Maggie ate gave some. it to Maggie. And she thought she was going to die. Mm-hmm. But then... Crazy. But then... Just bringing it all out. But then Petra's mom appears, right? Is her mom or her grandma? Petra's mom. Petra's mom appears because she also would creep up the stairs. She was also a secret. <laughs> she was, was her shadow because she came up into the armoire and told Maggie, you're going to die here. Because of the other little girl. Yeah, I know. That was crazy. Like, two creepy, two old, creepy old ladies. Well, actually, the young... Yeah, the Marta girl's younger. Mm-hmm. But still, creepy. Yeah, but she actually was the one that pushed Marta because she also randomly just came up the stairs. <laughs> it's like, and one person falls down the stairs, and then another person <laughs> falls down the stairs. That, I think that was a little redundant for me. Yeah, it was. There's too many books with people falling down the stairs lately, honestly. It makes me and afraid of stairs And I was like, how could now? one person die falling down the stairs and then one person not die falling down the stairs yeah because they said maggie they said maggie was close to death but i think it was more because the bane berries i thought it was because the bane berries too just depends on the way you like hit the floor Mm -hmm. but i mean and then also if we if you guys want to know what we were talking about when we were saying there wasn't a good explanation we're talking about the ghosts and stuff like that so like lady marta who would creep in. She called her the ghost Miss Pennyface because she has these, like, round glasses. That, like, would shine in the dark that kind of looked like kind pennies. Of, yeah, cover her eyes a bit. And um, she she's the one who, like... Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm ta- are you talking about Hannah? The Hannah thing? Hannah. 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 Okay, so not Marta. Sorry, I lied. Lies. Not Marta. The younger sister of Petra. The younger sister of Petra was... As the years were going on, like, stealing artifacts. Because, like, the stuff at Bainbury Hall, like, there are creeps out there that are like, I'm going to pay tons of money to have something from a haunted house. So she would take the antiques and sell them on the auction. Because mm-hmm. there are just creepy people out there that want things from haunted houses. and mm-hmm. But it's also, like, really good furniture, too. It's, like, antiques that are made really well mm-hmm. and, and her mm-hmm. and her mom was really sick so she wanted m- money as well because she also but she also is the one who is creeping in the house and doing all the quote-unquote supernatural stuff which makes zero sense why she would even do that i don't even why would she do well, it well she what she said was she the reason she said she was doing it was because she was um 
trying to scare Maggie away because she wasn't able to, like, get in and, like, get stuff to sell from the house. Like, she was like, you need to leave. Like, get out. of Like, I've been profiting from this empty house for the last, you know, 10 years Why don't you get a job? <laughs> I know. I don't know. But, like, like essentially her thing was... Because almost everyone in this town, if not everybody, and people all over, it's like it was considered like a New York Times bestseller, whatever. And it's just one of those things where everyone has read that story. So she was like, I'm going to set up some of the things that happen in the... Um, in the in the House of Horrors book yeah. to make Maggie think it's real. Yeah. The only thing that... I'm, I'm just thinking this right now. The Petra Ghost thing. The only thing that... Ma- um, the girl Hannah, the sister of Petra, doesn't like fess up to is moving her teddy bear. She's like, I've not seen that teddy bear since that night Petra had the you know Petra left or whatever for the babysitting, and Maggie sees it like on the in That's the study true. and then moved. That's true. I thought someone else moved it. I don't remember anyone else saying that they moved it. Maybe not. But anyway, so like. Hannah's the one who's doing all the supernatural stuff. Unless she lied. Unless she just lied about it. Maybe. But Hannah's the one doing all the quote-unquote supernatural stuff. Marta is the one who... Marta and Petra and Hannah's mom were the two quote-unquote ghosts Mm -hmm. that were, like, being creepy and using the armoire thing. And the the real reason that they left wasn't because of the ghost, because Petra died. Yep. That's essentially everything wrapped up. Yeah. But, like, that's why I say, like, all the characters. And then then also the one thing, Dane, that one character, was the boyfriend thing that Petra had. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, every character had, like, a little bit of something that had to do with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Other twists that I thought might occur. Here are some other things that I thought might happen. I thought maybe Maggie's mom had actually killed Petra. I thought Maggie's mom killed Petra. That was what I thought the whole time. Me too. I was waiting for the mom to fess up. I I, I was waiting for it to be actually... Too, that Marta Carver had killed her daughter and her husband. I thought so, too. Mm-hmm. I was I was going to... Like, that they said that, like, the dads were the ones that were... Um, killing their Killing daughter. their daughters, but actually the moms were the ones who were, like, killing the dad and daughter. That's like, what I, I thought, thought it was going to be. Yeah. That's what I thought it that's was. That's so funny was we had be. the same thought. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why he didn't do it, because he thought it might have been obvious. But that's what I... I genuinely was like, man, I've already figured out this book. It's going to be the moms. And then when it was like, you killed Petra... I was like, holy freaking crap, I hope that's true. Um, and then it wasn't true. But I just think, like, Riley can't do that. He can't do that kind of thing again. Yeah, I know. You, you can twist who kills who, but you can't do a twist where the main character kills the person now. He yeah. can't do that now. He's that's just true. ruined. It's a ruined twist. I know. But I just thought it was really neat and clever. The other thing that I thought might happen, and I, maybe I just picked up on random details, was... She, when she when Maggie met Hannah again, she mentioned that Hannah and her are mentioned as being the same age in the book. Mm-hmm. But she's like, Hannah looks at least a decade older than me. And I was getting ready I was getting ready to find out that like because here's the thing. This might be a little too complicated. Here's the thing. Maggie like said she did not remember anything that happened in the house. You thought they were switched. I thought they were switched. At I, first I thought there was like a switch of like actually Maggie isn't who Maggie is or Because at first at first I thought Petra, who disappeared, was actually the younger sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Hannah was actually the older sister, and she just had, and they just reversed it in the book. Yeah, but then I realized, I was thinking too of like their ages, and then I realized, oh, but like Petra is like significantly older than the other girls. Yeah. So that was the only thing wrong. And then I also was like, then I also was like, 
well, other people are going to read this book and be like, well, why did they switch the ages of Petra and Hannah? Yeah. You know, but I genuinely thought it was going to be something along those lines of the girl that actually went missing was actually a little girl when they thought it wasn't an, an older girl. Mm-hmm. Because cause of that one detail where it said Hannah looked about a decade or older, yeah, yeah, which yeah. would have been right. Yeah, that's And true. so I literally was like, oh my gosh, what if Maggie is actually the younger but sister? But then so many people would be lying. Mm-hmm. But also, too, there was... Well, it's like, it's like, it's not safe for you to go back, not for you, to Maggie. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what if Maggie is actually the younger sister of the girl, or is actually the younger sister? Yeah. And the real Maggie died, you know what I'm saying? But her mom, but the mom would know that that wasn't her daughter. Yeah, which is But also, wasn't that creepy that the the mom was in the house, and she's like, Petra. Yeah. Because Petra was there. Why didn't we think about it? Before. I don't know. Because Petra's mom is just randomly in the house at one point. Well, at first I thought Maggie was Petra, but their age difference is too much. Yeah. Well, because... Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I... We didn't even think about the... I didn't even think about the fact that Petra's mom got in the house randomly because she was just there. Yeah. She... You just chalked up to, oh, she's got Alzheimer's, she's confused. She went up the creepy way. Yeah. (laughs) That's how she got in. That's so creepy. (laughs) I just didn't even think about it. So it makes sense. Yeah, it does. it was, crazy. it was a good book, but I wanted there to be some sort of weird... Because Maggie was, like, insistent that she remembered nothing. I know. And I was so But insistent. she did start to have some flashbacks when she was there. You know what's weird? Is that she has that memory of painting over the painting, and there was never a painting. You know what I'm talking I think about? she remembers painting the room. I, don't, I think she just assumed uh, it was painting over the painting. Painting over the painting. Gotcha. So that that's it. We're we're gonna be done with the spoiler section because okay. there's honestly nothing much more to talk about the book. Um, we're almost there. We're literally almost telling read you everything. The entire book. Um, Please yeah. go read it though for yourself because yeah, it's, actually so it's amazing. Good. It is really good. So I think this is one of the most spoileries we've ever done. I, I think so as well, just because everything was a twist. Yeah. So Haley, what are you reading right now? I'm reading a book by this girl that I am friends with her sister. So I am doing her sister a bit of a favor and reading a book that she wrote last year. It's called Where Demons Dance. And her name is Emma Bredis, B-R-I-E-D-I-S, Where Demons Dance. And and apparently, which I didn't know this, but it's based in Utah in the 1870s and with like Mormons, but Apparently there was like this massacre that happens and it's essentially about these three different storylines and how they all intersect in about this massacre Mm. that happens. Interesting. Yeah, historical fiction. I'm really liking it. I'm 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 excited to see how it all wraps up. But anyway, I'm I'm really wanting to support other authors that I know Mm. and trying to get people's names out there and so that's what I'm reading. Nice. What are you reading, Matt? So I am finally gonna try and finish this one book that I always forget the name of, but I remember today. Is um, <laughs> never let me go. I for a second I was like, "What's the title?" Never let. I think that's it. Yeah, it is. Never let me go. It's that. Okay, never let me go. Ooh, our neighbor. Our na- neighbors. Never let me go by Kazuo Nashiguro. I think is the name. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. Uh, I second guessed myself. Um, but I have mentioned that I've been meaning to try and read it over and over and over again. And I'm finally going to finish it. I believe in myself. Well, I've gotten as far as page 90 before. So I'm determined to finish it now. 
And with that, we probably should go. Yep. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Yep. Thanks so much for always tuning in and hope you guys have an awesome week. Yeah. Thanks for taking a break from reading. Now go flip some pages.